Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us. You know, we've just come through one of the most important Christian celebrations of the year, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Many people refer to it as Easter. The word Easter comes from an old English word, Ostre, and it originally meant the pagan goddess of sunrise and fertility. Now, not many people think of Ostre, the pagan goddess, these days. But then again, sadly, not many people think of Jesus Christ these days either. Here in Canada, most people think of Easter bunnies, Easter eggs, and holidays. But what about the rest of the world? What do they think about? I've compiled a list of various countries and their traditions. Now, it's not a perfect list, but it should give you an idea of what people are thinking about. In Australia, they've actually replaced chocolate Easter rabbits with chocolate Easter bilbies. A bilby is a similar long-eared rodent, and they did that because rabbits apparently are an endangered species. Over in Brazil, they make straw dolls and to represent Judas, and then they beat up the dolls. In Bermuda, they go out and fly kites. In the Isle of Corfu, Greece, they throw earthenware pots out the windows, which is supposed to be symbolic of the new crops that will be gathered in, in the newly purchased pots. In the Czech Republic, they put colorful ribbons on long sticks and playfully tap the women as they walk by. They say the idea is to transfer fertility of the sticks to the women. That's a different one, isn't it? In Finland and Sweden, the children dress up like witches and go door to door for treats. In Florence, Italy, they parade an old cart filled with fireworks through the streets. And then a priest lights the fireworks on fire. and Boom. In parts of France, they make giant omelettes. It has something to do with Emperor Napoleon liking them. In Germany, Easter eggs are tied to the trees, sometimes thousands of eggs on a tree. In Haiti, um, they have a mix of Catholicism and Voodooism in Haiti. And so they dance in the streets with maracas and drums and trumpets, chanting and giving offerings to appease evil spirits. In Hungary, after getting permission, the boys will sprinkle perfume or water on a young woman's head and ask for a kiss. People used to believe that water had a cleansing and a healing and a fertility-inducing effect. In Indonesia, they carry statues of Christ through the streets and some of the young men play Jesus and they're tied to a cross. In Norway, they read mystery novels, or they'll sit down and they'll watch detective shows on TV. But most people will head to the mountains for a ski holiday. In Poland, they drench each other with buckets of water. They say the tradition goes back 1,500 years. In San Pedro Cutud in the Philippines, it's very Catholic there. And a few men are actually nailed to crosses and then carried through the streets. 
In Spain, they dress up in skeleton costumes and reenact Christ's passion. So, how does it look to you? Has the devil found creative ways so as to render most of the Easter celebrations in the world to have little or nothing to do with Jesus Christ? It seems that way to me. Now, most of the world is not born again. And so it's no wonder that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ has little or nothing to do with them. But what about you and me? Has the devil found creative ways to take our daily and weekly minds off of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and to only think about it maybe once a year, like what we do to Mother's Day? Did you know it's the power of the resurrection that justifies us before God? It's true. In Romans chapter 4 and verse 25, Paul wrote concerning Jesus, who was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. And it's also the power of the resurrection that gives us hope beyond the grave. In 1 Corinthians in chapter number 15 and verse 20, Paul wrote, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Did you know when you were baptized by full immersion, it actually pictured the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? Did you know that? And perhaps in more practical terms, the Lord Jesus told us in Matthew 16, 24, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. This means that the cross is to be a daily part of our lives. And how can we do that if we relegate the death, burial, and, and resurrection of Jesus Christ to just a once-a-year event? Back in 1913, Reverend George Bernard finished up an evangelistic crusade in Wisconsin down in the United States by singing a new gospel hymn that he had just written. And so he sang these words, On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. And so, my friend, how near and dear is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ to you today? Will you cherish the old rugged cross till your trophies you lay down and then exchange it someday for a crown? Or will you put it on a shelf and forget all about it till one day it's too late? Pray with me now. Heavenly Father, Thank you for the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us every day to take up our cross and to live a crucified life and to live the victorious life. Please bless your people today with great joy in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. May we carry this joy with us all through the week and may others see it in our eyes and on our faces. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now have a wonderful day. God bless you. He is risen. 
We upload a new podcast every weekday at 6 a.m. For more info, check the link in the description below.